welcome to a place where you don't have to be perfect. But you're going to mess up. Everybody messes up and mm -hmm. that's okay. And there's grace for you too, even as a believer in Christ. A place where we talk about the Word of God. So no matter what Eve did in that moment, she still has the authority from God to crush Satan. Where we'll talk about real life and have fun doing it. Kristen, you need nourishment to <laughs> take care of him. <gasps> um, take that back. <laughs> real is part of my, my food pyramid. So welcome to the Upcycle Christian Podcast. We're glad you're here. Hey everybody, it's Heather and welcome back to part two. And I am here with Devante and Soundman Andy. And we are continuing our conversation with Devante in everything he's been going through. And so if you haven't listened to part one, it is amazing. So go back, it's uploaded now and listen to part one and then come back and listen to this part two. So where were we? Uh, I believe, oh, um, I was about to mention that there was a book that I'd been reading, The Power of Habit. And in The Power of Habit, it talks about how so much of what we do in life is a series of habits. Everything from how we get up in the morning, our morning routine, driving to work, how we perform at work. All of these things are habits that we do. Um, and it's our brain's way of conserving energy and making it so that we're spending less energy on the things that we have figured out well and we can use that energy to instead learn new tasks, develop and grow in other ways. And so habitually, it becomes very easy for us to continue in a certain lifestyle with certain tendencies um, that can be self-destructive and that can stop you from being able to grow because it's just habit. And here's the thing that when you have something like God, when you have a sense of community, when you have these these other moments that um, your tendency as a human would be to continue doing the things that you've done, what going and having these other forms does is it stops you in the midst of that routine. Um, it's the it's that interrupting force similar to if you're driving and you spot a person at the crosswalk. Suddenly, you're back into that drive to work. Mm -hmm. Now you're making an active decision. And that's similar to what it's like when you have um, a sense of community, when you have a faith behind you. You know, you're going down something and it could be a self-destructive habit and you're interrupting that process and saying, wait a second, let me think about a piece of scripture that I know. Let me consider a conversation that I had. Um, I was telling you guys earlier, there was a moment with a coworker where a coworker was, I don't know, having a bad day or whatever. Um, for the audience, I'll lay it out real quick we were working together and I was trying to um, suggest to him that we shouldn't put some materials just in the middle of a hallway. And I went to move it and long story short, um, he ended up kind of wrestling it away from me. And by the end of the conversation, I could tell he was getting angry. And so I made it a point. I knew about habit and I could tell that he was getting 
all kinds of more angry. So I, I verbally said to him, dude, are you seriously about to hit me over the fact that I'm trying to do this thing a certain way that is technically the right way? It's within company um, standard. Mm-hmm. And the way that you're trying to do it is cutting corners. And he said, no, I'm not going to hit you. And so by doing that, I broke the path that I saw him going down. Now he ended up still turning, almost making me trip. And I said, dude, you're seriously about to like cause harm to me based off the fact that I'm trying to do this thing that you call like being slow or whatever. And so once I said that, now he stopped all the physical activity because now I brought it to his mind that this is what he was doing. His next response was to get angry, throw items at me that could have hurt me if they'd hit me. But during the entire time of this altercation, my response weeks ago to that would have been, I would have decked this guy. Like I would have handled, like I'm a strong, I've been going to the gym four or five times a week. Like I've got some power behind me and this guy and me are, we're on different levels physically. He's like, you like to play catch, bro? You about to catch these hands. <laughs> Facts. We can play some patty some patty cake real quick, and I'll uh, patty cake that face up. <laughs> but uh, I'm a saved man now. So <laughs> instead... <laughs> you lucky I'm saved. That's what I was saying. You lucky I'm saved, man. Be so, different. <laughs> as, as he's like getting more violent with me, literally, I'm looking at him, and I feel the anger in my chest. But my mind went to the previous night. And in the previous night, it's so crazy because I had led the prayer in my rooted experience. It's an rooted is an experience that we go through um, and it roots you in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and I led the prayer for that. And in that prayer, I asked God, I, I, told, I told God, God, um, please give me strength. Handle my sadness, handle my grief handle my wrath and handle all of these tendencies that I've had in the past. I'm not strong enough to bear it in my own control, but you are. So I lay, I lay it at your feet and I trust you to take it. Mm-hmm. And as that altercation with that coworker was happening, my mind was there, but it was also on that prayer. Mm. And as I thought about that, I remembered I've surrendered this anger I have. I'm justified to have it right now because he's being ridiculous. Yeah. But I've surrendered the anger to God for I am only a man. It is not within my right to, to as a, as a Christ follower, as a newly reborn in Jesus image man, it is not for me to deploy wrath. Yeah. That is only for God. My job as a Christ follower is to deploy love, empathy, compassion, and the scripture. So the wrath I have, I am not going to unleash it on him. Mm-hmm. God will have his way and his with with my coworker's behavior, how he sits how he sees fit. Yeah. And that's what kept me from responding to that coworker in that way was thinking back to that. And so, you know, now we zoom out from that micro moment and that's what the difference is in in regular life is it's that ability to think back to these moments where you lay it before Christ 
and you break that typical pattern of habit you have because now you're thinking about something in a grander scheme picture that without Christ, without a reason to zoom out, mm-hmm. you get lost in the world. That's like so good because even Andy and I kind of touched on this last night and like I always get really emotional like when I think of Andy and I now because like we're at the best place like we've ever been and so when we first started you know going to church and we rededicated our lives literally the first prayer I wrote in my like prayer journal was asking God to um help me become like a better wife and to be slow to anger and like not you know jump down Andy's throat and like give him more grace and help see like his point of view and stuff like that and so in doing that like any time that I think uh you know I just want to yell at him or I like want to get on to him like I have to stop and think like, no, you've given like this to God. You said, no, I, I, you know, I'm giving it to you. Like, I'm not gonna be that person anymore. And like things have really changed for us because, you know, even Andy said last night, he was like, you know, you're a lot um, more like you're different now than you were before. And he's like, and it's not that you called me lazy, but you were like... I even said I'm not saying you're lazy. <laughs> the entire no, but I admitted, like, yeah. I was lazy. Like, I had those old tendencies. Like, I just... I didn't care. And, you know, now I see how hard Andy works. And I think, well, instead of me complaining and being like, oh, like, I wish he would do this. I wish he would do that. I just think and I'm like okay well he worked an all night you know an all-nighter instead of being mad because he didn't get up at four o'clock right when his alarm went off let me just go ahead and like clean the kitchen so that at least when he gets up at five like we can spend time together and I don't have to worry about it instead of him getting up at five and me being mad at him and being like you know blah 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 like I wanted you up like you didn't even eat dinner with us or anything you know like small petty little things so like the things that you hand over to God like it's it's crazy to see like how that changes because I never thought I'd be that person that would be like that you know what I mean because our you know we've been married for seven years and it was all it was the same pattern it was the same habit like Mm -hmm. we that's all I knew like little petty things but if you keep adding them together and together it just snowballs oh, for sure turns into a heavy weight yeah so um but and also that's that's actually the best take i've ever heard on that old chestnut of the vengeance or vengeance is mine saith the lord without actually saying it because that's huh. uh, yeah what you said that that's actually a, a really good um i wouldn't say analogy because it, it's a real life thing that happened to right. you but you know it's a, it was a really good explanation of of uh, I think it's Romans twelve, with um where it says that vengeance is mine, says the Lord, and the way you brought it up and the way you explained everything with uh with your the rooted class, that's actually something that I just learned something. So just saying. That's awesome, yeah. and and like I I definitely I have to give such a shout out to 
Melissa for that because mm-hmm. when I when I was going to she that was like the first thing that she tried to get me to sign up for was rooted and for weeks I was like and eh, nah I have my dance class on Thursday I don't really think I want to do it and when I brought my brother for the first time and Melissa and Ty were talking and me Melissa and Ty were talking the two of them ganged up on me they said, dude, it's only $30 and it lasts 10 weeks. You pay $30 a day for the dance classes. Yeah. And you're getting this relationship with God. Like, you know, your brother will be there. And like, she was really hardcore selling me on it. Yeah. And uh, had it not been for like, for one, me bringing it up to my brother and like him seeing like, okay, big bros like getting back into like, christ and the church sure i'll I'll follow along with that Mm -hmm. and then had it not been for her trying so hard to push that like i would have i wouldn't have had that experience and then i wouldn't i would have never had that as a source to pull from in that situation yeah and who knows where that interaction would have led to otherwise and so like the fact that that decision I can look at that and and immediately see a place where it equipped me to handle something that I would have handled so wrong in an alternate timeline. Like the the amount of appreciativeness that I have now, like I, it can't be stated enough. Like mm. like it it was literally probably life changing. Like yeah. if I had decided my regular route there. Yeah, I mean that's like Andy because when we first started at the church, you know, um, I would kind of nudge him and be like, wouldn't it be cool if you played, like, on the worship team? Or even, I think I even just started as, you should just play guitar again. Like, and Andy was like, no, I don't have time for that. I'm too busy for guitar. I'm too busy for worship team. Could never make it work. It's expensive, too. Then he was (laughs) like, well, and then it turned into, I'm just going to get a guitar so, like, I could play at home like it would be nice to play again like just play here at the house mm-hmm. shout out to amazon hey. yeah. Pretty much, yeah and then it, like by the next week it turned into okay maybe i will like maybe i will check worship team off like a discovery class like i'll put worship team down there and just see what happens and now like i've told annie in previous podcasts like i'm so proud to be his wife because like you know, he works so hard. He has an overnight job, four kids, um, a really pretty nagging wife, and still the makes prettiest. the prettiest nagging wife. The naggiest. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, and, you're not supposed to emphasize the naggiest. <laughs> but he still makes time for practices each week, showing up and playing for both services. Like, um, you know, I just it's inspiring to me and I know it's inspiring to our kids. Like I'm so glad that our kids get to grow up and see like the dedication he has, you know, that is so, so cool. She loves it whenever there's an Amazon package on the porch too. Mm-hmm. If y'all can just see the eyes that I'm getting right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you one thing. When you buy it, when you start buying guitar stuff, there's buy pedals and everything like that. It's just, they just, keep coming They're it just... snowballs it's cha- now now <laughs> i'm a like the pta mom like for andy i'm his little cheerleader and it's funny because we now lay in bed at night and watch 
pedal YouTube videos of like what pedals do. <laughs> and Joshua Scott, then, he's the man. He's got a great YouTube channel. Well, J-Jugs. I'll make sure to like tag him. JHS, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then now, like Andy will like play his guitar, and he'll be like, "How does that sound? Which one sounds better? Do you like this one? This one?" And I'm like. More reverb. <laughs> That's always Everything the answer. Everything sounds better with more reverb. Because <laughs> more, reverb, more reverb means the less people can hear your mistakes. Unless it's a really big mistake. Then it keeps repeating. Over like, yeah, and yeah, over, over and over. And over. Yeah. So it's just interesting how, like, you know, the seeds that people plant. Yes. You know, I mean, that's so important. But you also have to be very careful of that. Like, you have to be careful of what seeds people are planting you know in you and then like what seeds you are planting in other people absolutely because that can be a dangerous game yeah and sometimes it can happen without even knowing it Mm -hmm. for sure like even the co-worker i mentioned um he's he's a christ follower himself and he would consider himself an evangelist this is the same co-worker that nearly swung 30 pound jack stands at me like he's a christ follower now Here's the thing, and this is uh, this goes to the importance of community mm-hmm. when you're a Christ follower. There are because for years I considered myself someone that believed in Jesus, but I just yes did it in my own privacy. I didn't believe in going to church. I didn't believe in being oh, around others. That was me. Right. I, I didn't think, need a church. My walk right? was my walk. Yeah. Nobody else's. My special relationship, other people didn't yep. need to understand it. Mind your business. Nobody else needed to be privy to it. Yeah. Like, like I know what I'm doing. There's mm-hmm. that prideful mm-hmm. part of us mm-hmm. that we allow to slip in as we live in the world and try to be of Christ and that conflict comes in. And that's exactly what my friend had happened. And now he attempted to watch online he mm-hmm. attempted to keep up and read his bible but it's a completely different experience watching a service online versus yes. being in the company of your people yeah. seeing them face to face seeing someone besides the pastor being amongst your peers and so for him i mean he could i mean i don't i don't I don't want to simply talk about it, so I I won't do that, but I will say that he has not been among others of the faith Mm -hmm. in years at this point. And so for him, that exposure to that community aspect, like that experience for me where I thought back to me leading the prayer, being in the circle of guys as we talked about strongholds, Mm -hmm. that's an experience that was only possible because of a physical community. in-person community. Yeah. That's not something you that I could have replicated by myself. And so for him, that's and for others, that's where the body of Christ becomes so important and attending yes, physically is because again it comes down to it's not your battle to try and handle these emotions or these mental um, um, stressors that you have Mm -hmm. because the mental side is as real as the spiritual side is for everyone. And, And a lot of churches are becoming a lot better at acknowledging the effects that, you know, anxiety may have that, that, um, certain types of PTSD might 
have like there's all kinds of life groups support groups that are gaining more emphasis among church programs which is a phenomenal thing because that allows people to address you know sometimes there's this tendency among church to just say pray about it and and give it to god and that is a great thing to do many times mm-hmm. but sometimes you need to also address your physical body's limitations as well which includes the mental limitations and you need to address someone you need to have someone that can address you know your earthly presence and get support in that and so for him i told like like i even came back to him a couple days later and i'm like look dude i know you're stressed out about whatever number of things like Mm -hmm. if you want like me and our other buddy i talked to our other buddy and i was like look man let's put our money together and let's get dude like some type of psychology help like let's get him to a therapist yeah to to address it and like i i talked to him like dude we're like seriously put effort into coming into some type of physical community thing because what you're doing right now like the way that that interaction went down was completely unacceptable. Like, like there is no reason that you should have threatened my life like that. And he ended up coming back to me a couple of days later. The incident happened on Friday. He came to me Tuesday and he Mm -hmm. was apologetic in it. And he was like, look, I don't know what came over me. I don't know what that was, but I wanted to apologize to you as a man and say that that was wrong of me. And this is, that's like almost verbatim. And I told him verbatim, like, how unacceptable it was and that I will forgive him, but he needs to take actions to to do better than that because, you know, I know he is better than that and that that doesn't represent him in total, but he has to acknowledge his own limitations and get rid of that pride because God can't work on him if he continues to try to handle it all, all, all on his own. Yeah. There's a reason why Jesus had 12 disciples and not just a single disciple who he put all the responsibility on one disciple. Yeah. You know, those disciples needed to be amongst each other as well and have that sense of community. That's, that's really good. That's really good. I, that's all I can say. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, hold on a second. Let me digest that for a minute because you just that was, threw was, down. Oh, I was like, wait, it was, what? Yeah, it was, it was really deep. <laughs> I it was, really deep. was, yeah. I didn't bring my floaties. I just, I am. Uh, that was really good. I um, I don't know, I have to think no. about that later. Going back to the actually the um, watching online or you know like being your own faith type of thing like that, mm-hmm. right. there is a very big difference in um, watching and experiencing. Absolutely, yes. and that's the I think that's that's where the line in the sand is. You can you can watch and then there's experiencing. Like there's there's nothing wrong with watching. Some people you know like all the stuff that went out. And with, sometimes you get yeah. sick or so. Like right. we've had to one week because our kids were sick and we had to stay home. And then um, you know so we watched online and like. Was it the same? No. No, it was not. But I was thankful for the technology to even be right. able to keep up with, you know, the sermon and everything like Absolutely. that. But it was not the same as being there or, you know, yeah. any of that. And like, I... Go ahead, sorry. Uh, you want... I I think experiencing God is amazing rather than watching. 
Definitely. Yeah. I mean, like, experiencing... And it's like the difference between watching a video on how to do push-ups versus experiencing the push-up. Like, yeah. it's great to watch somebody do something. It's great to watch a YouTube video on how to change out an electrical socket like Andy loves to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but until you <laughs> get your hands on those wire strippers and that, that flathead screwdriver and you're actually putting all the pieces together like it's a complete different thing of experiencing it and watching it and the experience is what is more important to us as followers i mean Mm -hmm. just as a human in general like if you're purely watching things and not experiencing things then you're just not getting the most out of life well you're not growing because it's easy like you said it's easy to watch a video on how to do push-ups but it's not easy to get down there and do it and i think that's where people kind of struggle with christianity is that it is not all like rainbows and flowers and everything like that when you're experiencing it there's going to be highs there's going to be lows but the difference is there are people around you to celebrate you in the highs and to pick you up in the lows whereas if you're watching like you're sitting alone in your low and you know you're isolated in it yeah and and it and it can it can feel suffocating Mm -hmm. in that sense like like I I got a great message from watching online because I I wasn't able to attend um, the most recent Sunday service, and it, I still got the message in a great way. But I can totally feel like if that was my experience over the course of like a year plus, yeah, like it's been for my buddy. Like I I don't know that I would be a lot more stable than what he has been himself because yeah. like that ability to be around the others and to just like to to be able to love on like your brother be able to love on your friends around you be able to discuss with them the message like and that's the bible says like don't i i have no clue where it says it but i know that there's a, a a point in there somewhere in there some scripture that refers to how as you consume the word take delight in the word and um be be intentional with how you consume mm-hmm. it and marinate in it don't just like don't just dip your feet in real quick and be like okay that's you know i got yeah. the word so i'm good but it, it's that marination of it that allows you know your spirit to become juicily filled with uh the strength of the holy spirit that ultimately ends up impacting how you're able to perform in life mm-hmm. and so that's where that difference of being in community versus being alone becomes even more emphasized is like when you look at how you're able to truly take in the word. Yeah. Which I don't know why I'm sitting here talking about it like I like I know so well how all of this works. I'm I want that on a t shirt. I want <laughs> I want I want juicily filled with scripture on a t shirt. <laughs> I think I think that would be amazing. I got you, I, he fam. just he just he just made up a, a t-shirt yeah i got Juic- you fam. juicily filled with scripture i know right it's it actually really good it is right kind of hot i want that on right? a shirt i got you it is kind of <laughs> y'all hot. just let me know like that's some of the most attractive thing that i find about some people now is like i'm like ooh, that person is like hot and filled with the spirit like mm, i'm all about that that's what it is. Listen, okay, Andy's gonna kill me. Uh, Andy's gonna kill me. It's okay. Uh, let's Here get we it. go. Let's, I, hear it. Uh, let's see what we got today. My favorite 
thing about Andy and like we had a loft session at our church last night and it's just like just a sense of worship like impromptu worship just straight from your spirit and the one thing I love is when Andy truly gets into worshiping and then he's playing guitar but then he also starts to sing um and like just worship like truly just worship and I'm like oh lord take me home because that was the most attractive thing ever well not what, only what did that. you say the other day it's like oh yeah when he's worshiping it's so much then when he lifted his hands oh i almost fell to the floor i was like oh <laughs> take me out <laughs> jesus i found him <laughs> and that's so crazy like okay so I think back to like when I was first going through like the heartbreak and whatnot mm-hmm. from from everything, and it was like the summertime, and I'm I'm getting on Bumble and I'm getting on these dating apps, and I'm starting to receive feedback from you know women and whatnot, and you know we're talking and I you know people start to offer up things and whatnot, and it's like, oh yeah, we could do blah blah blah, and as I'm getting these offers, I'm just like, we could, but. I mean, but then what? And it like it just yeah. wasn't appealing in that manner. Mm-mm. And then like I'm just like, man, this is like, it's like the same old song and dance. Yeah. And but, God forbid, I see someone like like worshiping, like falling to their knees, like yeah. singing out loud, throwing their hands up, like vibing. I'm just like, God, dog, I'ma need me a pastor. <laughs> Like that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to go to a Christian college, then you can like propose on the second week. Oh, <laughs> man, right. so they have chapel every morning. You're definitely bound to find somebody. <laughs> that's it's it, like, though, because there's a difference. Like when you get somebody who, like, when you find a person to be with, and it's more than just like, oh, like you know, we could do whatever, like. Even if it's like, oh, let's go to Applebee's. When you get somebody who is like, you know, let's talk about, like, the Bible. Or they want to have, like, in-depth conversations. Right. And, you know, people don't, you know what I mean? Like, people that aren't in that Christian, like, atmosphere and community, mm-hmm. like, they they look at you like you have three heads. And they're like, what? Let's have some in-depth conversations and eat Chick-fil-A. Right? <laughs> Jesus Chicken. Jesus chicken. Jesus chicken. Um, but the thing is, is like, you know, because who wants to like talk about the Bible really or talk about, you know, your ideas or your opinions on things and like people are like, oh, opinions. Who uh, dares to have those nowadays? Yeah, <laughs> I think that's why um, a lot of a lot of churches recently have they've are turning the, I would say coin, but uh, turning the way towards, instead of it's not just let's talk about scripture, it's about let's talk about scripture and your life and how they are two different things, but also the same thing and how they correlate together so well. Because a lot of people don't, you know, realize this. You know, Mm -hmm. you've got the scripture that's, you know, hundreds of years old and or some of thousands, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they think, oh, it doesn't apply to me because this is 2021, fam. You know, I mean, right. that, that all happened yeah. back in, way, way now. back in the world's different. But then when you when you have someone who actually is has been has been studying it and um, they br- they bring revelation to you 
through how it can correlate and how actually it's, it'll speak at loud volumes yes. to you if you learn to appreciate it and understand it mm-hmm. in the way it was supposed to be written. It's not just words. Um, that's why there's so many different sermons on the same thing because there is a interpretation so of many. what the moral and meanings of it are. Yeah. And it's sure. just, it's crazy how that just... Well, even what he just said about the disciples, like, I'm still stuck on that. Like, I've never (laughs) heard somebody talk about the disciples as being, like, a sense of community. But, like, now thinking about it, I'm like, well, that is genius. Because it's, like, it's crazy. And, like, that's, like Andy said, like, there's so many interpretations of, like, different stories and things. And, like, um, you know... And about our church, so we have, there are two different campuses, and there are different pastors that will preach at, like, each one. And so the sermon will be, like, the theme will be the same, Mm -hmm. but it's so awesome to go back and, like, sometimes we'll listen to the other campuses after we've already sat through ours. Right. We'll go and listen to the other campus because it's just interesting to see, like, how that other pastor is going to interpret it. And like the what, same thing, yeah, the like, same even message on the same day, on the same day, what different like yeah. twists. What's their take on it? What's their take on it? Because our lead pastor, he gives them like complete control. He's like, it's it's your sermon. You you, you know, you yep, you do you boo boo, <laughs> and that's you know, it's really awesome to see. So, but yeah, now my mind's spinning so. Like, yeah, to think about that. I really love the fact at our church, um, our lead pastor, he's um, he's very like uh, sci- scientific man, and uh, he's ah, yeah, yes. he's so he's, I love he's implementation very, of science. Mm-hmm. Like, when discussing. So he a lot of stuff he does like that's that's like my jam yeah. right there. Um, he's he well, he's has, a theologist, right? Theologist. Yes, yes, but he also he like that's his. His his exact words were, "This is my wheelhouse." Whenever yeah. it was, uh, <laughs> where he was talking about space and science, so right. he um, yeah, like you know. Um, he's just really good at a lot of stuff, and I just and so like thankful. bringing it to be new age. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and he's he's the type of pastor where like the youth can sit in the you know the Sunday service, and like even they're getting something out of it. You know, because mm-hmm. it's not like out. Like I remember being a kid and sitting in Sunday, and I used to like want to fall asleep because I didn't feel like it applied to me. It was like, oh, this is boring. But mm, like, definitely. Our pastor now is like, you know, even the teenagers can be influenced by what he's saying, and yeah. it's not like yeah. fall asleep. He's got a lot of really good energy. He um, he needs. We need to make him a T-shirt. That says, "Come on, y'all." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, I mean, he does. And there's always something different. Like he's always doing something to like catch your attention or like right. keep you. You know what I mean? Because like, you want it to hit home with somebody, mm-hmm. and so if you have to put like we did, um. Uh, he did a sermon on like killing spiders so like you know you clean out all these spider webs in your life but they keep coming back Mm -hmm. and it's because you're not killing the spider like you're not getting rid of the root source of the problem yes and so he he preached on that but he had a giant spider web on stage while he did it like huge (laughs) 
And like the first time he, he had his two sons dress up as Spider-Man and he like attacked them with silly string. Wow. But it's like, that's super there creative. are things that stick, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so people talk about it and then people go and tell their friends and then it's like, you guys need to come to our church because you won't believe what our pastor did yeah, or you need to come, you It's know. an experience. See? Yes. Yeah. See? It's an experience. Absolutely. Look at you. For sure. And it's like, home. it's, I mean... With on on uh, with our with our campus, we've been we've been going over the the story of Joseph, and um, and him being sold into mm-hmm. slavery and and just everything from how he was uh, the most hated brother, and then he came to his yeah. rise and and everything like that, and um, just the tale of everything with from how he dealt with temptation, how. Um, he was in in the cell and the comparison of uh the cell like i there were moments where i'm like oh my god i am joseph right now just my (laughs) feelings with work and whatnot and then Mm -hmm. like even this most recent sunday the the talk about like reconciliation like Mm -hmm. like you look at like some pastors it's amazing how good they are at like laying things out in enough different angles for you to be able to like really latch on to it yeah. Like there was this this the the talk about reconciliation made me feel like, you know, I should reach out to this person and give them like their like I knew that I was good at a certain piece, um, at a certain place with closure, but that, you know, my old best friend, she wasn't good with it. Like she had a lot of guilt. Mm-hmm. And so extending that olive branch to be like, hey, um, like let's let's actually like we had a good conversation where we made room for where we ended things on a good note yeah but she still had a lot of those feelings and so hearing that and then hearing how like like once you get past hurts of things Mm -hmm. then you just want good for the person yeah and so for her i wanted her to have that good thing so i you know you extend that olive branch out again and i'm hoping that it's allowed to to the conversation is allowed to be had because you know it would be nice to be able to release somebody from that that you cared about so much Mm -hmm. um at a certain point in time but just the job that pastors do and how they're evolving and and like because i think about how sometimes like when you go and you try out getting into a church body or or going consistently you're like you know it is that thing of like how does this apply to my life like i feel like i'm being talked at not talked to i feel like i'm you know having these ideas shoved down my throat yeah but the ability to make it relevant to deliver it in a certain way is definitely something that i'm i'm very glad that these uh i think you had said the the technical term for it was contemporary churches are yeah they're now they're learning how to operate in the new age of how people communicate in this world yeah but still do it in a biblical based way yeah in a Jesus oriented manner that doesn't throw you off brand of what Jesus wants yeah it's just making it more digestible in today's world and with communication styles being how they are because i know with some in some ways certain there are certain tendencies 
um, that people think, oh, it needs, it must be in this one specific manner delivered. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you have to, you have to have that adaptability. Yeah. Know? I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a partial capitalist and part of that belief in capitalism is you have to be able to adapt and mold yourself to what the market wants. Yeah. And you have to figure out what the niche is now because the market is the market. Mm-hmm. And it's up to you to figure out how you can most effectively impact that market. And it's very impressive because they still have to stay true yes. to what the Bible's saying. Because, like, actually, funny enough, one of our pastors was uh, talking to us and said, you know, Jesus is the head of the church and the church is described as the body, like the people we are the body of Christ, you know. Right. And a lot of new age churches, they kind of like decapitate that, cut off the head. And yeah. it's like, well, um, you know, we we don't need to talk about like all that. And they start kind of like making excuses almost and being like, well, that's not really what Jesus meant or that's not really what how that's supposed to be you know what i mean and then like kind of making it um what everybody wants to hear yeah and the bible is not that like the bible is not what somebody wants to hear because it's gonna call you out on everything that you're doing wrong and that's scary to people and so you have a bunch of new age churches who are like sugarcoating it which is you know? awful yeah. because that's just playing into the hands of the enemy. Yes. And it's like mm-hmm. it's like now you're watering down. Now you're not deli- – like the whole thing with the Bible and what's so good about it is that it gives you this solid basis and foundation. Yes. But when you start watering it down, when you start having like these, these very like – liberal interpretations of it mm-hmm. and not liberal as in like oh i got a politics left right blah blah blah. i got a word for that they're making the water lukewarm oh yes uh, and being a lukewarm yeah. christian yes mm-hmm. but it's like you said it's how you deliver it you got to make sure like you're you know you're giving the correct biblical standpoint yes but you're giving it to the next generation because let's be honest that's who we're trying to raise up in the church i think if you're not trying to hit the next generation as a church body what are you doing yeah like the (laughs) the members that are the 50 60 year old members Mm -hmm. those are awesome like they've given their life for years and years and they have all this wisdom and knowledge they're solid right they're solid in their faith now how do you continue Mm-hmm. the work of Christ so that it can continue to impact people. Yeah. Like that has to be the mission and the aim. Otherwise people lose the ability to continue having this faith, having this religion, ultimately yeah. delivering Jesus to as many people as possible, which is the ultimate goal of what Jesus and God wanted in the first place. Yeah. I got another t-shirt idea. Jesus at different frequencies. I'll get right on it. Yeah. yeah but it's like, see? you need to make sure yeah. you stay relatable too. Yeah, well, no, I'm, t- I'm talking about, like, uh, communicating with, like, a younger generation, yeah. older generation, different frequencies. Jesus said different frequencies. Um, no? So, <laughs> if you have to, if you have to throw in a sheesh there, every uh, time, you know what I mean? Like, so be it. But, I maybe, mean. Maybe the Jesus version is, like, sheep. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put that on a t 
t-shirt. I put that on a t-shirt. I was I was the rescued sheep. Oh, that's awesome. I was the one sheep. He left he left the 99 for for me. Just coming up with the whole song now. Uh, Stop before I start. Wow, I really hope nobody auto tunes that and turns it into yeah. a song. Oh, somebody, please! It's gonna be me when I go to edit this. Oh it's gonna be me. God. Oh my god! And then that's your new intro. <laughs> that's it. That, that's a wrap on it. Oh, oh my, my goodness! So, before I close this out, so where are you now? So that's the exciting part. Like. Don't give your address. Just, <laughs> uh, don't take your question too literally. Oh, yeah. All three that I'm most likely to be at. Check yeah. here, here, and here for me. So where I'm at now is a very exciting place. And it's also very scary, as tends to happen in your walks with mm-hmm. Jesus. Because I'm at a place now where I have the sense of community that I want. I have the sense of groundedness and support that I want. Mm-hmm. I have these blossoming relationships with um, family members that I'm wanting to have and things are good. They're, they're stable. They're comfy right now. And of course, as what happens when things are comfy, God says, well, time to get uncomfy, (laughs) time to shake things up. And so I find myself at a, at a point now where a few weeks ago, there was a conversation being had about a position within the church that there was a need for because the director was incredibly overwhelmed with all that he had on his plate. Mm-hmm. And so there's an assistant position available. Now, the incident with the one coworker occurred. And like I said, we, we recovered things on that end, but it exposed a lot of things about the company that I already knew, but it just seemed to compound and double down on it. Yeah. And like I said, I believe in signs from God. I believe in things happening in sets of threes. Well, since then, we've had our foreman fired. We've had somebody else come in on that. We have like all of these new people coming in that are just adding all of these variables that are making things a lot more difficult. And the company overall is, long story short, it feels like god is calling me from this path of electrical work into ministry and i've been looking and looking and looking for all the signs that say to stay Mm -hmm. all the signs that say keep on your path all the signs that stay like no 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 don't worry about it yeah and as things develop, it just seems more and more like it's saying, like, take this leap of faith. Like you're getting more confirmation from God. Exactly. Yeah. And at first, I was hit by a sense of wanting to just add more to the church. <clears throat> and that made me want to implement um, my passion for exercise. I've been thinking of creating an exercise program that handles the physical mm-hmm. side. Like I said before, the church has gotten really good at handling the mental side 
of followers' needs. It obviously handles the spiritual side, but I don't know of a church that really addresses the physical side yeah. in a biblical-based manner. And so I was thinking I could be the person that helms that at this church base. And that's where I thought the call stopped. But now it feels like the call extends to, well, you should take this position within the church as well as go in with your passion. And I mean, this kind of just combines every single thing that would get me excited about life. This is being within the church. This is servicing God in like every single way that I can. This mm -hmm. is working with the next generation. This is doing audio and production, which is what I did as a high schooler. And I could get lost in for 12 hours, 16 hours and be like, oh, I guess it's time to poop again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it handles, and this physical idea, this personal trainer for the church idea. I mean, all of it is like the things that I spend the most, my, I have three pillars of life right now. God, health, and education. These are my absolute mandates. Yeah. And it seems like this handles all of that. Now, the issue being, the path that I'm on right now, it allows me to lead a significantly more comfortable lifestyle if I continue on it for the next four years. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't, it allows me to be of service, but I don't feel it's to the highest capacity that I can be of service. Yeah. It's definitely a lot more, like I said, comfortable and self-satisfactory. You know, it's more yeah. worldly, comfortable, and what a lot more people would probably say is the practical path, which is the reason I started it in the first place, is because I needed a practical path that I could have a reliable fallback on if anything occurred. Mm -hmm. um, and it just feels like... Like... It's getting good, but like, dude, you took a leap of faith coming to the church in the first place. You took a leap of faith joining the rooted thing. You took a leap of faith, like mm -hmm. diving deeper and deeper. You should keep on taking these leaps of faith. Like, and the difference would be like, it would be a downgrade in the pay amount. It would be a downgrade in... The number of hours yeah it would be further away from home i'd have to move out from home and get a spot over there my expenses would increase while my income is decreasing by about half mm -hmm. and so in every sense this is a significantly more difficult thing but in every sense this would literally be me handling the things that i am the most excited about in life yeah and so I am very much so trying to figure out like what is the is it is it me looking and trying to get in to something that's more all the things that I want like is mm -hmm. that the me or is that God calling me there and so I feel like the signs have been pulling me towards the reduced lifestyle but the yeah more involved well it gets scary it gets scary when you have to think of putting that much trust in god and i think people wrestle with that a lot because right. i was working a full-time job and my grandma got sick mm -hmm. and i mean i've been working since i was 16 i've never not had a job right and when my grandma got sick she needed a caregiver 
and God told me, trust me. And it was one of the scariest moments ever. But I tell you, when I called to quit my job and say I wasn't coming back, I felt so much peace about it. And that's when I knew, okay. And like, Andy and I literally had to just trust that God was going to take care of us and we were going to figure it out. And it's been a year now. Almost exactly a year. Yeah. And it's been crazy to see how much God has done in that year. Mm -hmm. All because, like, we trusted him and we, you know, decided... Like, it's it's even snowballed from there because I was able to take care of my grandma. Mm -hmm. My grandpa's dementia got worse, so now I'm able to be there for him. It's given Andy the opportunity to pursue days, which in the six years that we have seven years that we've been married he has never been able to do right we've been able to devote time to church i've been able to take on more responsibility with the kids so that andy can you know live out his stuff with playing on the worship team and guitar and things like that and so things have just literally snowballed right in just trusting god but i will say it was one of the most scariest things because we didn't know how it was going to go. But I felt so at peace with it. So I just say, I say pray on it and just ask God, like, if this is for me, then I trust you and I know you'll make a way for me. Well, you there, know? Is, there isn't actually a, an old saying. I'm, I hope I'm saying it right. Um, a lot of times God will hold a door open for you saying, you know, hey, this is the door you're supposed to go out of. And uh, if you ignore him long enough, the uh, the door behind you, mm-hmm. he'll slam shut. So that's the only door you can go through. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it's, it's if it's God, it's going to be God, man. Well, I do know that by calling off today at work, I got another point. And we work on a point system. If I get too many points, they fire me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so well. I guess if I uh, miss a, miss more days and uh, it shuts this one off, <laughs> well, <laughs> that might be a you thing, not God thing. Right? So. <laughs> I'd be careful with that one. But like, God, man, what happened? He's like, hey, I said to obey the rules that uh, the, the, that the are set for you on Earth as yes. well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a. Hey, uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm so excited for you, and I can't wait. I can't wait to see the, uh, you know, everything God has planned for you and everything you're doing, and um, I'm just excited. We're gonna have to do a trade Z where you come with us to church one time, and then we come to church with you because it just sounds so awesome. And I'm I'm just so excited for you. I know Andy is too. Mm -hmm. I just won't stop talking, so he can't get a word in. She's the talker. I'm the I'm the sound guy. Sound man, Andy. Sound man, Andy. Sound man, Andy. All right. Well, Devonte, thank you again for coming on the podcast. Yes, I thank you. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you guys so much for making. You time are so for welcome. Me. Definitely gonna have. You're definitely gonna have to come back. You're somewhere. gonna come back. For sure. I'm. A, I'm so glad I made it through this episode without crying. I'm just so excited. This is like full circle. So, um, but yeah, and thank you to everybody for your continued support. We so so appreciate it. And um, we love you guys, and we hope you have a great week. So, God bless. Sheesh. Sheesh.